Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Babakama daf Kuf Yudchas, the second to last daf in Mesachas Babakama. We are holding at the Mishnah on daf Kuf Yud Zayin Amud Beis. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Lila Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha Allah Shalom, uh, and also sponsored by Daniel Sadian for the success of Claudia Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and our captives. They shall return home safely and also sponsored by Hindi and Mendi Yudin, from Moshe Aaron ben Leah Bela, who was uh, severely injured in battle in Gaza in life-changing ways. He should have a Rafur Shalem so uh, we are uh, we're holding at the Mishnah on Kuf Yudzayin and Beis. The Mishnah is going to discuss the uh, din of Hashavas Gazela on a field. You uh, you stole a field and then the field is flooded. So are you able to say Haresha Lechalafanecha? So the Mishnah is going to say one thing, but then we're going to have a Machlokas in the Brisa and we're going to try to figure out what the Machlokas in the Brisa is really all about. Then the Mishnah on the top of Amud Aleph is going to talk about a location where you're allowed to return a Gazela uh, or a Pikado or in Aveda, meaning uh, can you just find the guy anywhere and give it to him if, even if he's uh, in, an, in an insecure, uh, a non-secure location or can only return it where he can have what to do with it and he has where to put it away. So we're going to discuss the halachas of that. Then the Mishnah, the second Mishnah on Amr Avlan Mishnah is today, is going to discuss Bari Vishema by Egzela, a Halva'a or a Pikado. And a guy says you know, I'm pretty sure I stole something from you I don't remember if I returned it or not uh, or someone says, you stole from something for me and the uh, fellow responds uh, yeah but I'm not sure if I returned it or not it's unclear which of those cases the Mishnah is talking about so we'll see how the Gemara elaborates on that then in the next Mishnah on Amad Aleph we're going to talk about how to be Mekayim the Mitzvah Hashava of a Gazela and four explanations of what the Mishnah exactly means and we're going to draw a possible distinction between the, where the Nigzal was aware that it was stolen and a case where the Nigzal was not aware that it was stolen meaning what are, what is your level of obligation of Hashava? And uh, it seems to depend on whether the guy ever knew that it was stolen. So do you just have to put it back? And even though he doesn't know that you put it back, do you have to uh, put it back and then wait for him to count? And uh, that, that way you know that he knows how much he has? Or do you have to actually tell him, I'm giving it back to you? So we're going to have four different uh, four different shitos about how to read the Mishnah. Then on Amit Beis, the Gemara is going to raise a stira between two brises, whether you're Yotzei Duchi of Hashava by just adding money into a purchase or something. And we're going to have four explanations of that uh, of that machlokas, meaning uh, you're, you're embarrassed to just uh, return money that you stole. So you buy something that's worth $10 and uh, you know you owe the guy $100, so you, you just give him $110 and run away. So uh, so is that, uh, is that is that a valid form of Hashava? Then the Mishnah in the middle of Ambez is going to talk about things that you should not buy because they might be stolen. Meaning a person cannot just claim, oh, how am I supposed to know that they're stolen? If you see that the guy is selling uh, Rolexes off the back of a truck, so first of all, you should know they're not Rolexes, but second of all, uh, you should realize that if a person is selling things that seem like they might be stolen, there's a good chance they are stolen, and you're not innocent. You shouldn't be helping a person who makes his living by stealing things. So uh, let's pick up with the Mishnah on Daf Kuf Yud Zayin Amud Bey. So the Mishnah tells us that uh, that Shetafa Nahar, that uh, the assumption that the Mishnah is assuming is you steal a field from somebody and 
and the field was flooded. So the field then becomes flooded and ruined. So instead of paying the guy back the value of what the field was at the time that you stole it, you could just say, here, here's your field, even though it's totally ruined right now. And the assumption seems to be that uh, it would have happened no matter who was in the field. This was uh, you know, an act of nature, and that would have happened regardless of whether the Nigzal or the Gazlan was, uh, was watching over the field at that time. So says Mar, we have a Brisa that seems to record a Machlokas about this very issue. Tan Rabbanan HaGozel Sadam Echavero Ushetofa Nohar Chayv Lahamlo Sadachar Div Rabbi Eliezer V'chamom Omelah Reishel Chalfanecha that Rabbi Eliezer seems to disagree. Rabbi Eliezer seems to say the very same case of our Mishnah that you have to furnish him with a new field. You know, a field that's worth what, what the field was worth at the time that you stole it. And it's all, the Chachamim say that you're able to tell him Reishel Chalfanecha. So that in itself is certainly not problematic. Our Mishnah would certainly be expected to be going like the Chachamim and not like Rabbi Eliezer. But now that we introduce that there is another opinion, we need to understand what the Nukuda Samachlokas is. So what exactly is the Machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim? So the Machlokas, the Gemara suggests, is about how to darshan psukim. Whenever you have a more expansive term, a more limited term, and a more expansive term, do we use the methodology of riboy miyot riboy or the methodology of klal upradu klal? Difference between them being that if you use riboy miyot riboy, we're only mema'et one example, one case, and everything else is included in the halacha under discussion. Whereas if you use klal upradu klal, we're mema'et uh, anything that's not exactly like the prat, that uh, anything that's similar to the prat is included, and we're mema'et anything that's not exactly like the prat. So b'maikamif. Rabbi Eliezer Darshan's using the methodology of Ribuyum Miyut and the Parsha that discusses and the mitzvah of says, which sounds like you could be about anything. So that's riboy. That could be about any item that you have stolen. But then it says about a particular pikadon. That's miyet. That's much more specific. And then, and the, uh, the, 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 the psukim go on in the same parsha. And it says, which is chazav riba. So that's that's an extra riba. So riba miyot v'riba, riba hakol. So that comes to include everything in this parsha of Ashavas Akzelo. My rabbi, rabbi kol mili. Whatever you uh, you stole, even if it's karka, it's included in shavua and Ashavas Akzelo. So my miyot. What's the uh, what's the 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 one uh, uh, miyot doing in there? What's it being mimayit? Miyot shtaros. It's just being mimayit shtaros. That there's no shavua on shtaros. There's no chiv hashava on stealing shtaros because shtaros are not kufan mamon, it's just a piece of paper that has a lot of words on it, but it has no inherent value, so it turns out that according to the limit of Rabbi Eliezer, karka is nigzelas, karka has a chiyuf hashava, and therefore, if, uh, if a river came and uh, flooded out the karka, you need to furnish him with a new karka, because you have stolen that karka. Karka can in fact be nigzelas. Now the sefer, uh, the achra lechem abirim is masbir, that the reason that the cham thought to be memaich staros more so than Karkaos, meaning uh, according to Rabbi Eliezer, the way Rabbi Eliezer Darshins is
is we're memaid shtaros. Why not say we're memaid karkos and we include shtaros in the parasha? So he says because by shtaros it's not such a big loss if you're not going to swear about them or if you're not going to have a din of hashavas hagzela because every shtar has edim on it. So you can always make a new one, find your edim and reproduce it, get a get a new shtar. Whereas by karkos the hefsid is a much greater hefsid. Tosrid just points out a problem with this whole gemara, and that is that if you open up a chumash and you look at the psukim, it says. It doesn't only give one miut, it gives multiple miutim. So we're saying, oh, there's only one miut, so therefore we're only mimait, one little thing. What are you darshan from all the other things that the, uh, the Pasuk says? Okay, he leaves it as a kasha, that's, uh, that's difficult. But anyway, that's Rabbi Eliezer's methodology of darshan. For Rabbanan darshi, klaliuprati. And the Rabbanan darshan using the methodology of, of klaliuprat. Vichichesh klal. Bipikadon prat. Omikol chazavakalal. And the methodology to, to use is which, which, uh, which includes only things that are similar to the Prat. It's not Riba Hakol. No, it's only inclusive uh, in these halachos of things that are similar to the Prat. Maha Prat, just like a Pikadon, which is identified in the Pasuk, is Davra Mitaltel, it's a movable object, the Gufo Mamon, and it has inherent value. So, too, both of those qualities are necessary in order for something to be subject to the Chiyav HaShavas HaGzela and to Shavua. I've called over Amitaltel, Vigufo Mamun. It needs to be movable property and inherently valuable. Yatsu Karkaos, Shein Metaltlin, as opposed to Karka, which is not Metaltlin, and Yatsu Avadim, Shuk Shulu Karkaos. And also comes to exclude Avadim, which are Hukash to Karkaos. Yatsu Shtaros, and it excludes Shtaros, Sha'af Alpisha Metaltlin, and Gufo Mamun. And it also disqualifies Shtaros from these halachos, because even though it is a movable object, but it doesn't meet the other criteria of being something that has uh, inherent value. And therefore we exclude all three of these items from the parsha of Shavua and from the parsha of Hashavas Hagzela. So according to the drasha, the Chum, Karka's ain't an exelas, Mimela, there's no Chiyuv Hashava, and that's why if the Karka that you stole, even though there's no uh, it's ain't an exelas, if it becomes flooded, you can say, Ereshel Cholofanecha, I never had Kinyan Exela it in the first place. It's been your field the entire time. So take it back. Uh, an act of nature happened to your field that has nothing to do with me. Now there is a machlokas we shown him whether by stealing karka one violates lo sigzol, meaning presumably we pass like the chabdat like Rabbi Eliezer over here, that there's no chi of hashava hashava sagzela on karka. When you steal karka, did you violate the iser of lo sigzol? So the Rambam in Hilkes Geneva, Paragzayin, Allah says that it is an iser of lo sigzol. Rashi on Chumash writes the same thing. On the Pasuk of Lasasik Vulreach Hashar Gavlu Rishonim, he says it's referring to moving over a border of a field in order to expand your own field. So even though, uh, and Rashi writes, even though it already says Lo Sigzol, by Masik Vul, it's Lavar Lav Bishnei Lavin. Meaning, what do you mean, even though it says Lo Sigzol? Karka in an Exelas. So Rashi seems to be telling us, even though, yes, you're violating Lo Sigzol when you move over the fence uh, a little bit closer, a little bit further into your neighbor's property, 
as a way of stealing some of that property, but it's also a violation of Masigvul. Tosos Masachs Bamitzia and Avsamachalaf writes that Karka is not Nixelas because it's impossible to move it. So the Marsha says, What do you mean? The Gemara over here derives from a Klal Pratuklal and not from a Svara. So how come Tosos says that? Uh, Karkas ain't an exelus because you can't move it. It like, comes up with his own svara. You don't need a svara. You have a you have a beferish gemara that derives it from sukim. So he says that Tosus is writing based on the havamin. The marsha the, the, it suggests that Tosus is writing based on the havamin. But the pnei Yeshua writes that the gemara over here is just telling us not that karka. One does not violate lo sigzol, but that there's no din hashavas agzela. How do I know that you don't violate lo sigzol? That's what Tosos is addressing. That's the svara that Tosos is addressing. So apparently, the way the Pnei Yeshua understands Tosos is that Tosos holds that there's also no violation of lo sigzol on karka. So that seems to be the machlok shishonim. So again, the Rambam beferish and Rashi pretty beferish on chumish. On the one hand, say that if you steal karka, you do violate lo sigzol, even though there's no din. In Hashavas Agzela and uh, and and Tosos certainly the way the Pnei Yeshua reads Tosos uh, implies that uh, that that one does violate Los Sigzal when they steal Karka. So now the Gemara asks on this explanation of the Machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim Vahaditanya that which it says in the Brisa Hagozelas Hapara Ushetafa Nahar. What if I steal a cow and then a river floods out the cow and drowns the cow? So uh, if we didn't read any further, we would say, well, of course, of course a para is nixelas. It's mitaltel, it's kufo mamon, it's certainly not excluded from the parsha. You would never expect the machlokas about that. Well, wait a second. They have the same machlokas when it comes to a para. So whatever we just said is the machlokas of Rabbi and the must be incorrect because uh, we just said riba mi riboy klala pranoka. So says Marna hasam b'mayka mifligi. What exactly is the machlokas by a para? So says Marna, you're misunderstanding the case. The machlokas by the para is really machlokas about karka. How so? Amra Papa hasam ayeskinan that kigon shegasal sadam echaver. The case is you stole a field and there was a para revutzabo. There was a para there in the Sadagzula, but you didn't do a Maisa Gzela Biadayim. There was a para in the field that you stole. You never touched the para. All you did is you stole the field and a para was in the field. Oh, so now it's, and then Ushtafa Nahar, and then it flooded the para and drowned the para. So it flooded the field and drowned the para. So now, did, did I do Kinyani Gzela on the para? Well, it depends. If I had on the karka, then I could be kona the para agav the karka. But if I had no kinyanik gzela on the karka, I never did anything with the para. The para is in the other guy's field. It's not in my field. I never touched the para. Then there's no kinyanik gzela on the para. So it's just an extension of whether there's kinyanik gzela on the field. That karka is nigzelas, and therefore you could be kona the para that's in the field with a kinyan agav of agav the karka. And therefore you chayv in the shav of the para, and when it gets drowned out by the flood, you're going to have to produce another, you're going to have to uh, furnish him with another para. And the Rabbanon, the Karka's ain't in the so I was never going to the field, and if I 
was never caught in the field, there was no way they could ever be caught in the para because I didn't touch the para. So I didn't do kin mashicha or anything like that. So mela, I'm not going to have a chiyuv hashava on the para because I never really stole the para according to uh, according to that. Now uh, the ktsos uh, discusses in simon ayin reish hey whether it's possible to be kona a kinyan agav from something that's hefker. Meaning, in order to be kona with a kinyan agav, do you need dasacheres makna? Do you need someone else? That not only am I making the kinyan, but someone has has das to be makna it to me. So, uh, so, so the the so says the suffix This suffix whether kinyan agav works when there's no dasacheres makna. He says maybe we can bring a raya from Rashi on our gemara because Rashi explains the way we just said it that according to Rabbi Yazer, the gazlan is kona the para with the kinyan Agav the Karka, right? How did he, how was he Kona the Karka? By stealing the Karka. So Karka Nigzelas. Then we said, oh, and he's Kona the Para, Agav being Kona the Karka, Rashi said. Well, wait a second. Where's the Dasa Cheres Makna? Who's being Makna the Paratim? Lechari, you don't have that. He's stealing everything. There is no Dasa Cheres Makna. So says the Ktos, apparently Kinyan Agav works even without a Dasa Cheres Makna. The Nesivas disagrees. Uh, and he says, uh, nah, they, by, by the Gazlan, there is a dasacheres makna, meaning it is in the best interest of the nigzal that you do have kinyan exela. Kinyan exela doesn't mean you own it; it just means you're responsible for it as if you were the owner. I mean, just like when I own something, no matter what happens to it, I'm the one that takes the loss when something happens to it. Uh, so, so uh, kinyan exela means that the gazlan is the one that takes the loss. So, the, so the, the nigzal does is a dasacheres makna. So that's something the Siva says is not a raya. From our Gemara. Always good to see a Machlokas Ketosa in the Sivas. I think Rabbi uh, Reisman once said, Mustama, when you go up Lachamayah, one of the questions in the Big Bechina up in Shemayim is, say over five Machlokas Ketosa in the Sivas, right? You got to know at least a few of them. So if you learned in uh, Yeshiva for long enough, so it's always good to, to chazer over Machlokas Ketosa in the Sivas. So uh, maybe they won't ask for five, maybe maybe one or two. <laughs> okay, so uh, so so the, uh, the, the, uh, the there's a Dvar of Ram that asks, that according to Tosos back on Dafyud Bay, that a Kinyan Agav is only mid Rabbanan, so how could it be that the Rabbanan made a Takana so that the Gazlan should violate Nisru Gazela? Uh, when it comes to Kinyan Dalar Amos, when Shusram, the Chamor Mesakin, that a person could be Kona, an object, as if it's in his Chatzar, Tosus writes that the Ganav and the Gazlan are not Kona Gazela with the Kinyan Dalar Amos because the Chamor never Mesakin, uh, Kinyan and the Chamor Mesakin do not extend to Kinyan Gazela. So if you hold that Kinyan Agav is only a Kinyan mid Rabbanan, so then we have a difference. Difficulty. How could it be that uh, there's Kinyan Exela and a Kinyan Midrabanan? So that's the uh, the Kasha, the Dvaravram uh, asks. Now, uh, Ktsos points out that Rashi does not say that the Gazan is Kona the Para with the Kinyan Chatzar because uh, the Karka doesn't belong to him. Whenever you uh, Gazan is Kona, it's Dafka Li'inyan Chiyav Onsin, meaning when we, we, you don't really own it when you have Kinyan Exela. You only become Chayav and Onsin. So why are we talking about, why is Rashi talking about Kinyan Adah? Forget about the para is revutza. It's in the field. So why not just say I'm kona with kinyan chatzer, and that would solve all the problems? Because the kinyan chatzer is a kinyan midaraisa. Kinyan chatzer works midaraisa. So Roshachta points out that it could be that in order to be yotze, the mitzvah of dalad minim on the first day of Sukkot, it needs to be shalachem midaraisa. You need to do kinyane uh, kinyan midaraisa on it. So you pay with a credit card, and you just uh, you know you just moshech it. It could be you haven't done a kinyan midaraisa on it. So he said you got to put it in your house first. You know, bring it home first, and then you did a kinyan chatzar on it. 
But uh, if you just leave it in shul, you buy it in shul and leave it in shul, it could be that you never kona it midah raisa. That's what in the new sefer of Shechter on Shulchan Aruch, uh, the, uh, the, he makes that ha'ara. Uh, okay, so anyway, so, uh, but a kin chatzar is a kin midah raisa. Okay, we've got to move on here. So it says the Mishnah, Hagozel chaveru, someone who steals uh, from his friend, Oshilvei Menu, or he borrows from him money, Oshihivkidlo, or he has a pikadon, be yishuv, if that, that uh, transaction happened in the yishuv, lo yachsir lo bamidbar. He cannot not return it in the uh, in the midbar if the guy doesn't ask for it back in the midbar. You can't force the guy to accept the return of the halva or the gazelo or the pikadon in a place that's in a mishtamer that he has no way to protect it. But almanas midbar But if when you first uh, took it from him, it was with the tanai that you're going to be going to the midbar and therefore it's understood you're going to be bringing it to the midbar. Then you could return it in the midbar as well. So Raminu says, "I'll ask you a stira." Milva Mishtalemes Bekal Makom A Milva could be paid back anywhere It sounds like even in the Midbar But Avedu Pikadon In Mishtalman Elva Makoman It's only in Avedu Or a Pikadon That you have to return In the Makom Where uh, where you found the Avedu Or where you got the Pikadon So Pashtos The Brisa means to say That the Lova could pay back the Halva Wherever he wants Whereas the Mishnah said That no Even by a Halva By any type of transaction You're not allowed to pay it back In the Midbar So this is against our Mishnah So Amar Abayi The Abayi Explains no, the Bryce does not mean that you pay it back, but call Makom wherever you want. Hachikamar Milva Nitnali Tava be called Makom. The Malva could be Tovea the Halva'a wherever he is, even in the Midbar. Meaning, if you happen to have cash on you, he can ask you to pay him back cash, even if you're in the Midbar. Aye, but it's not the very same cash that he gave you. Well, Milva's though it's Nitna, so it's not supposed to be the same cash that he gave you. If someone lends you money, they do not want back the same bills that they gave you because the whole point of lending someone money is. So they go and invest, they go and do something with it. That's the purpose of lending money. So you could have different cash, and that's what he wants back. So he could ask for that in the midbar. But in or Picadon, you're supposed to get back your Picadon. You're not supposed to get back some replacement of your Picadon. And therefore, it's not reasonable to expect you to have that very same Picadon in the midbar. You would only be expected to have that Picadon in the original location. Midbar, but if you said that it's almanas to go to the midbar, so then it's understood you're going to have it in the midbar, then you can return in the midbar. So we are pshita. Of course, you could make whatever tonight you want on on mamanis. So if you made your tonight, then I'm going to be able to return it to you in the midbar. So you should be able to return it in the midbar. So says no, no, they never had such an explicit conversation. The case was that uh, the mafkid said to the shomer, "Here, do me a favor, watch this for me, because I need to go travel to the midbar." And the Shomer said, Well, I'm also traveling to the Midbar. Which means to say, the Pasha says he doesn't actually say the next line, but it means to say, And therefore, it's very likely I'm going to return it to you there. And since they had that conversation where he at least implied that he might return it to him in the Midbar, so he's entitled, therefore, uh, to, to, uh, to return it to him in the Midbar. But if it's an explicit tonight, then it's obvious that he could return it to him in the Midbar. The Chiddush of the Mishnah was that it was not an explicit tonight, it was just a function of that conversation. New Mishnah. A guy says to his friend, Oh, by the way, I stole something from you, or I borrowed something from you, or you gave me a pikadon. But I have no recollection if I ever returned the gzela, the alva, the pikadon. So if he knows that he took it and he doesn't know if he gave it back, now he has to pay. I will remember, 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 I will remember,
But if he doesn't even know if he ever stole or borrowed or took the, the picadon, then he does not have to pay it back. Say, Itmar, we have a machloka samurai as follows. Someone says, you owe me $100. Valomer, any other day. He says, maybe, I don't know if I owe you $100. So Ravunav Rav Yudha Amri, Chayiv, that he's going to have to pay. You have a, we'll see soon in the Gemara why that is, that uh, someone says, you for sure owe me $100. The guy says, I don't know. Ravunav Rav Yudha say, you have to pay. Rav Nachman, Rav Yochan Amri, Potter. They don't have to pay, you just have to uh, take a Shavua that you in fact do not know. Uh, Rashi explains that just like if he would be towing the Titus Bari, that he does not have, that he does not owe the money, he'd have to take a Shavua's Hesus that he's Potter, so so too, when he's not saying the Titus Bari, he's saying I don't know, so at least you have to take a Shavua that you don't know. So that's what's going on over here, that he takes this, uh, this Shavua. Tosos and the Ran write that if he's not Nishayi Shavua in any Odea, meaning uh, that he has to take a Shavua that he doesn't know, because otherwise the whole Shavua Sessis would uh, fall apart. Meaning, what do we say? If a guy is Kofar, he denies it entirely, he has to take a Shavua Sessis. But if he knows that he could just say any Odea, and then they won't make him take a Shavua, so then the whole teeth is taken out of the Shavua Sessis, because he could just get away with saying any Odea. So that's why he takes the Shavua Sessis. But bottom line is, very simply, that if there's a Manuli uh, Biyadcha, and he says any Odea, Rav Huna and Riyuda say he has to pay, Rav Nachman and say he doesn't have to pay, he gets off of the Shavua Sessis. So what's the Svar for each side? Rav Huna, Rav Yudam, Rechai, Bari Vishem, Bari Yadif. The guy says, Bari, that you owe me the money, and he Responds, Shema, maybe I do. So Bariadif, and therefore you owe him the money. Since we don't have certainty in this case, so you have to, he has a, whoever is holding on to the money gets to keep it. You're not going to be able to prove that he owes you the money. So now the Gemara says, well, wait a second. Maybe we could be the Machriya, that Machloka Samaraim, from our Mishnah. Tanan, it said in our Mishnah, Potter, that if he says, I don't know if I, uh, if you let me any money, he does not have to pay. Well, hey, what did the other guy say? Meaning, did the guy say that I do know I loaned you, I loaned you money? If he never even asked for the money, even in the ratio where he said, oh, I stole from you, I borrowed from you, I just don't know if I returned it, that's also where the guy was not asking for anything. Well, then, why would he have to pay if the other guy never asked for it? Because even though he's moda that he borrowed from him, but he's masubak that maybe he paid back, and the other guy is not being toveya because he doesn't remember at all. So there's no way he's going to have to pay back in such a case. Ella must be that that's not the case. The case is not that the guy never asked for it, but it's the katavale that the guy was toveya him. He says, hey, you owe me money. The katani seifa, and that's what the whole mission is talking about, and yet the seifa says that since the, the nitva is not sure if he in fact borrowed the money, he does not have to pay. So here you have a case of Bari Vishema, and we say Pater, so that's a Raya. Like uh, like Rav Nachman Rav Yochanan against Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda, so it says more love. Liolam delo katavalei. No, the Mishnah is talking about a case where the guy never asked for it. He was never taveya. Veresha, and in the case in the ratio, we said, well, then how could he have to pay if he says, I I I, I know that I stole the money, but I don't know if I ever returned it. Of course, Bezin is not going to force him to pay, but if he wants to do right to be lotzisidei shemayim, whether he's taveya me or not, if I know that I stole from him or I know that I took a pikadim. 
from him. And I just don't remember if I paid. So I'm Chayiv Lashalim, but not that Beisdin is going to be Mechayiv me to, to pay. It Marnami, and uh, we, it seems that way as well, because Amr Abichir Baraba, Amr Abiyochanan, Homer Lechaver Manli Biyachavala, Omer in Yodea. Someone says, You owe me $100. He says, I do not know. So Mitzada Din is Potter, because I'm also Mechaver Allah for Raya, but Chayiv Bibalat Sisideshemaim. But if you want to be Yotzei Deshemaim, then you're going to, in fact, have to uh, pay it back. Okay, next Mishnah. If a person steals a tlay, steals a sheep from the, uh, from the pen, and then he returns it without ever letting the bailim know about it. And then after he returned it, that very same tlay dropped dead or was stolen. So the Ganav is still chayv to pay for it. And he has to pay for the value of it because he did not do Ashavas Agneva. He did not return the item that he stole. I, he did return it. That's not called returning it when you just put it back there without telling anyone that you put it back there. But if the Bailim never knew in the first place that it was stolen, so before he ever saw that it was stolen, you, uh, you already returned it. You stole it, you put it back, he never knew that it was stolen. And then he counted all of his sheep and he saw that he had all the sheep that he was supposed to have, so then you're Yotze, then you're already Pati, you've already done your Chi of Hashava. So Stam, to put it back in the pen, when he knows that you stole it from him, that's no good. But if he doesn't even know that you stole it from him, to put it back in the pen might be good enough, provided that he counts and he knows exactly how many, that he, ha- how many he has. That's at least one way of understanding the Mishnah, but the Gemara is going to say there are in fact four interpretations of this Mishnah. So let's go through the interpretations one by one. So interpretation number one of the Mishnah Amarav, Ladaas, if you stole it with the Bailam being aware that it was stolen, Tsarikhtas. Then you need to actually tell the Bailam that you've returned it. And if you did not tell him that you returned it, even if he counts, it's not good enough. Even if he counts his sheep, it's not good enough. You have to let him know that you returned it. But Shaloladas, if you stole it without him ever knowing about it, then Minyan Poter, then just him counting is enough to Potter, is enough to, uh, to say that you've already done your job of returning the Gzela. When our Mishnah says that if he counted it and he has all the sheep that he's supposed to have, that your Potter... Asefa. That's talking about the case of the Seifa where the Bailam had no idea that you ever stole it. But if he knew that you stole it, counting is not going to be enough. If he knew that you stole it, you need to tell him that you returned it. He needs to be aware that you returned it. That is one interpretation of the Mishnah. Interpretation number two, Shmuel Amar, Bein Ladas, Bein Shaloladas, Minyan Poter. Whether he's aware that you stole it or unaware that you stole it, as long as he counted and he knows that he has all the sheep he's supposed to have, you're good enough. You did your, your job. So when it says that if he counted it, you're good, that's going on whether he knew about it or whether he didn't know about it when he stole it. Bottom line is, he counted his sheep, he knows he has all of his sheep, so good, so that's it, you move on. Rabbi Yochanan, our third interpretation. Ladas, Minyan Poter. If he knew that you stole it, so then as long as he counts, that's good enough. Even though he knew that you stole it, you don't have to tell him that you've returned it. Just counting it is good enough. If he doesn't even know that you stole it, you don't even need him to count it. You're putter anyway, just by uh, dumping it back in the uh, in the pen. When it says that if he counts and it's shlema, that that's good enough, that's going on the case of the reisha, where, uh, where, where, where it was ladas, where the guy knew that you stole it. But if it was shalom ladas, you don't even need to, uh, to, to have him count it. Just by dumping it back in his property, it's good enough. 
And then a fourth counterintuitive interpretation. Rav Chista Amar, Ladas Minyan Poter. If he knew that you stole it, so then when he counts it, that's good enough as a Hashava. Shaloladas. But if he never knew that you stole it, then counting's not good enough. You need to do a stronger form of Hashava. Tzarek Das. You need to let him know that you're returning it. Vechikatani, Manasatan Vishlema, Aresha. When it says, Manasatan Vishlema, that you're going to be Potter, that's only going on the Resha. Where it, where it was Ladas, where he knew that you stole it. So this is the only one that uh, that says that when he knows that you stole it, you need a lesser hashava than when he doesn't know that you stole it. Meaning what Rav, Shmuel, and Rabbi Yochanan all had in common is that the presumption was that if there's going to be any chilek between Ladas and Shalol Ladas, it's going to be that when the guy was Ladas, he knew that you stole it, you need a stronger form of hashava. But here you have Rav Chista saying, no, a weaker form of hashava when he knew that you stole it. So uh, Amar Rav, Rava explains my time at Rav Chista, meaning it's it's problematic. Why, why would he say something that's the exact opposite of, of the Smara? So whole va'ankita nagri brisa that uh, since uh, the the baryasa that since the animal has learned to walk outside, meaning this animal has been very sheltered, it's been living in this pen, it's never had any experience in the outside world. You don't have to watch so carefully; it's going to be terrified to walk too far. If he never knows that you stole it, he doesn't know that this animal is a worldly animal and is very confident to go take the subway all by himself and to go do, uh, you know, to, to, to spazir around. So he's not, he's, he's, he, if he doesn't know that, he's not going to watch it carefully. So when he knows that it was stolen, so then you don't need as, form, as, as high a level of Ashava because he already knows, as long as he knows that he has it back, he'll, t- he'll keep extra care to, to watch it. But when he doesn't even know that it was stolen, he, you're going to return it without him realizing that it was ever stolen stolen, well that's going to be a problem because he's not going to watch it carefully. He's not going to know that it's an animal of the world that likes to uh, to go around and that's used to walking around. So that's how Rava explains Shittas Rav Chista. Now the Gemara assumes if Rava is explaining Shittas Rav Chista, Rava must agree with Shittas Rav Chista. So it says, does Rava really agree with Rav Chista? Rava, if a guy sees his friend that picks up a sheep from his uh, flock and he screams, the guy drops the sheep, but he doesn't know if he returned it, or if he didn't return it, and then the sheep dies or gets stolen. So, my love, Alpha Gav money isn't the guy even though the owner counted and he sees that he has a minion shalem? So, don't you see, not like Rav Chista, where a Geneva Ladas counting it is good enough, and over here it's not good enough? No, that case is where he didn't count it, and therefore uh, it was for sure not a, a, a fulfillment of the Ashava. Rav Hachi, but wait, what about Shitas Rav? Does Rav really say that a, a, by a Geneva Shalola Das, you need the Das Bailim uh, or at least a minion, uh, you know, at least him to count it? Rav, didn't Rav say that if you return it to uh, the, the guy's flock in the Midbar and the Bailim has no idea that it was stolen and has no idea that it was returned, so you see that the sheet of Rav is that by a Geneva Shalola Das, you don't even need to count it, you just need to dump it back into his property. Rav is moda that if it's an animal that's, that has a very unique look to it, it's a spotted animal, so then you don't need to count it for the guy to know that it came back. Right? If he sees, oh, the weird looking animal is back, so he'll see it right away. So he'll know, that's the case where you fulfilled Yechiv HaShava, even if he didn't count it. So now the Gemara says, maybe the Machlok Samurayim 
is really a machlokas tanoim. Lema ketanoi, hagonav tlamineid of a selamanakis, the makom shagonav yachsir. If a person steals a sheep or he steals some money from a wallet, just put it back wherever you took it from. Div Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Kiva, Ritzarak das Bailim. No, the Bailim has to be aware that you returned it. So, Savrua, the assumption is, Dukuliyama is with Rabbi Yitzchak, that everyone holds of Rabbi Yitzchak's chazaka, that other mashish bekiso bekol sha'a, that people are always checking their wallet and counting how much money they have. Tam Rabbi Yitzchak, Adam Masim mashish bekiso bekol sha'a. Right, you remember that chazaka probably from Haschalas Gemara, when uh, the first sugi we ever learned is Yish, many of us ever learned is uh, Yish Shalomidas. So, in that sugi of Yish Shalomidas comes that, uh, that, that chazaka of Rabbi Yitzchak, that people are always checking to count how much money they, uh, they have back in days when people used to carry cash. So my love, the seller the das, aren't we talking about a case of a seller that was uh, that was stolen from the kiss, Ladas Habailim, because he's Mashrish Bikiso and he understands that he lost the seller. And the Tla therefore is also talking about a case where he knew that it was stolen. And the Machlokas Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva is the very Machlokas Rabbi Shmuel. The Rabbi Shmuel who says that you just put it back where you got it from and you don't need to let him know that you're putting it back, holds like Shmuel, that Bain Ladas, Bain Shalom Ladas, as long as he counts it, you're good enough. Whereas Rabbi Kiva who says that you need the Das Habailim, holds like Rab, that a Geneva Ladas, you need to, it's not enough to rely on the fact that he's counting. You need to tell him that you returned it. So says Marullah, that is not the Machlokas. B'tleh shalol adas. That we're talking about where he stole the tleh, shalol adas. Uplukta, the Rav Chisar, Rabbi Yochanan. And in Echinami, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Shmuel are arguing in the same Machlokas that Amorai, or Amorai are arguing in the same Machlokas Rabbi Kiva and Shmuel, but it's a Machlokas of Chisar and Rabbi Yochanan. That Rabbi Shmuel holds that you put it back where you took it from, and you don't need Das Bailim, holds like Rabbi Yochanan. That a Geneva shalol adas, you don't even need the guy to count it. Whereas Rabbi Kiva says you do need Das Bailim, holds like Rav Chista, that a Geneva Shalol Das requires Das Bailim. Some Razum Rishmei the Rava, Begonim Rishos Bailim, Kuli Amalo Pligi. When you steal from Rishos Bailim, there is no Machlokz Rav Shalom Rav Yikiva, Kid Rav Chista. Everyone will agree like Rav Chista that a Geneva Shalol Das Bailim, you need Das Bailim when you return it. Vacha B'Shomer Shagadav Mir Rishuso, but over here we're talking about a Shomer that stole from the Rishos and he put it uh, in back in a different place. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and now, when he wants to, uh, meaning the, the, uh, there was a shomer that was watching an object that was entrusted with him. And while it was in his own rishos, he took it to somewhere else to steal it. And can he put it back in his own rishos because he's supposed to be the shomer? Meaning I'm watching your item and I say, ooh, I really like this thing. So I go and I put it somewhere else because I want to steal it. Now I want to return it. So I just put it back in my house where I was watching it to begin with. Is that a, a fulfillment of Hashava? No, the second I stole it, I'm not a shomer anymore. So putting it back in my Property is not a chiva, is not a fulfillment of a shava. Rabbi Shmuel, so a local Rabbi Shmuel says, no, you still are a shomer. You can just put it back where it was. So lema minyan poter tanayim. Maybe the whole discussion of whether the guy counting it potters you is a machlokas tanayim. Titania gozos chaver vivliablo becheshbon tani chadiyatu v'tani idach loyatu. We have machlokas and brises. If I steal something and then I just overpay next time I buy something from the guy, is that a fulfillment of the chiva shava? So savrua the kuli alme isluhu drabi Everyone holds that. 
the guy's always counting his money. So what's the machlokas between these brisos? The one that holds that Yotze holds the fact that he's counting it patters me. And the one that says that I'm not Yotze by just throwing extra money in my next purchase holds that the fact that he's counting does not patter me. So the Gemara says, nah, not necessarily. If we were told of Rabbi Yitzchak that people are always checking their money, maybe everyone would agree that that would be a fulfillment of the Chiyav HaShava. Maybe they're arguing about the very Chazaka of Rabbi Yitzchak. The Tana that says that your Yotze holds like Rabbi Yitzchak, so since the guy counted and you can rely that the guy counted the money, you fulfilled your Chiyav HaShava. And the Tana that says you're not Yotze, your Chiyav HaShava, disagrees with Rabbi Yitzchak, doesn't think the guy is always counting. Maybe everyone thinks the guy is always counting. That the Bryce that says that Yotze is talking about where you stick it back in his wallet. So since a person is always checking his wallet, so you fulfill the Chiyav HaShava. But if you stuck it in his hand, people are not always, uh, you know, he, he may just throw it in a box and he never makes it to the wallet and he's not always checking, so he, he, you, can't, you can't bank on the fact that he's counted that money and therefore you have not fulfilled the Chiyav HaShava. The E by Yisema, or another, I think we're up to our third interpretation, or fourth, Edi the money Verama Bikisei. Again, we're explaining the prices where one Bryce says if you overpay uh, next time, that's a fulfillment of the Chiyav HaShava, and the other Bryce says you're not. So our final explanation is that they're both talking about where the Gazan counted the money and you put it into the uh, into to the, uh, to the, the, the wallet of the Nigzal. But ha, the Isli Zuziachrina Bikisei, the price that says that you're not Yotze is where he has other money in that wallet and he doesn't know how much. So he's not going to know that you returned it even though he's going to count it soon after. But if he has no other money in that wallet, then when he counts, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll know that you returned it. The Riff says that it's the opposite. No, of course he knows how much money he has in his wallet because he's always counting how much money he has in his wallet. That's when you are Yotze if you put it in the wallet, if he has other money in the wallet. If he has no other money in the wallet, then you can't rely on the Chazaka that he's going to be counting the money in his wallet because as far as he knows he has no other money in his wallet he has no money there so he's not going to be checking to, uh, to count okay but from tomorrow we'll pick up from the Mishnah and I guess read really fast to uh, try to finish the, uh, the Mesechta okay. have a good day everybody